but he's your hobby. <laughs> Bro, I was thinking, I was like, man, you didn't say one thing about having any trouble. I was like, I bet that was super fun for Because it was, yeah, because I just kind of went through it and I was like, okay, I put that one there and then I went through it again and maybe that one there, but it was like, it took a lot of the pressure off of like the preliminaries and the secondary part that I, that I normally go through and kind of filter down. Well, the only thing is we're going to have a ton of crossover, but I think it'll be more efficient yeah, of an episode. It's like, more fun that way. This, this is kind of a fun episode. This is not like a super, <clears throat> I think, like serious kind of, even though like we like these songs, it's not like we're going to like fight to the death over like the fourth. And no, this is, awesome. yeah, this is such a subjective list. And there was such a small list of stuff for us to pick from anyways. Yeah, that's why it's, that, like, uh, like it's going to be more of a highlight of these songs than anything is like, we kind of found these songs to really, I mean, chat about honestly, that's kind of what I was hoping to do anyways, is to like bring mm. some attention to some of these lesser known ones. And, and honestly to admit to people that I like some songs that maybe you guys think are terrible because I like a lot of their bad songs, quote unquote. Um, but, uh, I haven't come up with a topic for next week yet, but it's next week is going to be Christmas week. Are you going to be available like Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday I will be, um, probably around this time or so, or maybe even okay. earlier. But yeah, yeah wh whatever day, whatever time that day is fine by me. I'm I'm off that day, so it doesn't matter to me whatever time. So Tuesday let's just the day go, after let's, Christmas, right? Yeah, let's shoot okay. for Tuesday then. Yeah, yeah, because I'm going to do since I don't have to go to work until five now, which is just I'm so ecstatic about that i'm gonna get up do christmas with the family and then i'm gonna come in and do like a one hour live stream just to celebrate with everybody mm. and then uh bounce off to work because i don't really know what else to do outside of that but i'll come up with a topic before the night's over i'm sure yeah. uh something some a little something easy again so since it's a yeah. busy week for us mm. uh, i want to keep keep it chill um but uh yeah all right cool man let me do a little intro and then we'll get this party started let all me right. get my list pulled up real quick because i have a list that i wrote it out i actually wrote it out so that i could I, yeah i did too from... i just cool i, I had a kind of number it's again it's not like the most fixed thing but it's there i, I picked 10 and then ranked them <laughs> i gotta pull up what album these are from because i forgot some of them it's all good wow. we'll figure it out uh all right what's up everybody how you doing welcome back to the punk rock review podcast man me and rob had a blast listening to this music this week. So the topic of discussion tonight is, y'all remember that, was it Alternative Press, where Tim's sitting on the front, Tim Armstrong, if you didn't know who we're talking about already, uh, with the big mohawk in a suit, and it says, Punk gets scod for life. And that has always stuck with me. So we're talking about the top 10 rancid ska songs. All right, so yeah, what's up, Rob? How's your day going, buddy? Oh, it's uh, going bad. Not not too bad. Been a been kind of a long day. Been listening to this uh, little playlist a lot. Of, I've been listening to a lot of Rancid in general lately, so it's nice to sort of dip my toe back in there because it's like a it's like an old uh, old coat or something when you put it on. Like it just feels so good, even if right. you haven't worn it in a little bit. Dude, that's something that we don't talk about often. But there's a there's a there's a certain degree of comfort with this music, mm -hmm. and it's like honestly, it's 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 kind of like therapeutic just like talking on the podcast honestly it really is it'll get me out of whatever funk i'm in it'll readjust me recenter me and sit me back in the in the direction i need to be and that's how, that happens with music specifically with rancid being my favorite band mm -hmm. uh i can listen to them at almost any point in time like i was driving around getting getting groceries for anybody who doesn't know this yet i'm on this like pretty strict lifestyle change thing i'm doing right i'm trying to lose some weight get healthier and so i'm shopping a lot at grocery store and so uh the other day it was like really nice outside like it was beautiful it was like 78 degrees slight bit of chill in the air and sunny and so i was driving around and i had the, the windows down and the radio blaring dude listening to this playlist that i made 
and uh, just trying to get some soak in some of these songs. And man, it was like I, I woke up, I was sore from exercising. I was kind of in a bad mood. I don't really know why. I might have been a little hungry or something, but the music, bro, it was like literally as soon as I started hearing it, it was funny because my mood changed instantly, dude. Like, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. It's so regular Wednesday or whatever. And then I hit and play. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. and I'm like, let's go, bro. It's a nice day. I'm rolling the windows down. I'm going to go get a diet Dr. Pepper today. We're going to have a great afternoon. And uh, so, yeah, these songs are, are very much therapeutic. So I want to talk before we get into the songs about the, what is it called? Like the uh, perspective, I guess, that Rancid is a ska band. Okay, there's this like, what was the word I'm looking for here? It's like a, there's a blah that Rancid is a ska band. And people think that Rancid are a ska punk band. Just, just an idea or there's like a, a notion. Yeah, yeah. notion is a good word for it. There's a notion that, that Rancid's a ska punk band and that they represent the ska landscape pretty thoroughly. Well, I've always kind of said I didn't agree with that. Their first two albums mm. didn't have any ska. There's at least four albums that they've got that don't have any ska on it at all. But when I brought this idea up, I really thought there was going to be like 50, 40 songs to choose from. I thought there's going to be a whole bunch of ska to choose from. Dude, I pushed my luck with some of these songs, and I got 22. So it's almost like a, we're just going to rank these songs kind of. But we got 10. I actually have one that's like an honorable mention type that it's not really ska. I kinda, I'd like to hear your opinion on it, actually. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, this is going to be an interesting conversation because... I don't really feel like they're that much of a ska band. They had a couple of songs that were ska, and it just happened to be like one of the ones that broke through big time was Time Bomb, and it happened to be a ska song. It's the first Rancid song I ever heard, first mm. punk song, really. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, stuck with you, huh? <laughs> it's weird that they're not. That that's the one that will catch you, get your attention, and they're. The, I mean, they it's really not, are. Fun it's of. not really representative though of their catalog, though, which is which right. is funny about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I agree with that completely. Now, and I kind of agree with your rancid Scott take. Although I think they're they that does undersell their importance though to just Scott music in America. And I think that's what it comes from more so than what they were as a band. Because what they are as a right. band is is like rancid. Like I can't even really describe what their job. Like I've always had a hard time actually categorizing rancid as anything other than punk. Although they don't sound like any other punk band that I have in my catalog either. Um, Isn't that part weird? Of, part of that is the Scott thing, and a lot of it is a lot of it is Scott influence. And a lot of these other stuff, a lot of these other, uh, th they are such an amalgamation of underground music in general. And Scott is one of those pieces of that underground music that they, yeah. that they put, um, they put with them. I think though they are so popular, they are so important for sort of defining Scott for a lot of people, going all the way back to the Op Ivy thing. That maybe their influence in Scott gets outsized. And I think, as I, I told you before, in in terms of punk rock, I think their their Scottness is actually somewhat. It's there, but like we could also say less than Jake is like as big in the ska punk community, you know, as them. And, and because that's like a completely different thing. Now, their role in like American popular music, I believe, is as a, as a ska punk band, as a band that helped bring ska to the forefront. Um, kind of before it really took off in America, they were like up there and they were like this British looking and sounding band that was American ish. So they looked like punk and they looked like kind of like the specials and that's they invoked those sort of things in mainstream like culture and so that's why i think they've been coded as a ska band more so than they actually were and to be frank they've kind of embraced it like they i think they embraced yeah. it they are they brought ska, like 
we are the knowledge and the gatekeepers of Scott to like the rest of America. And I think they sort of, you know, I don't know if it's like a pride and arrogant kind of thing, but they very much take pride in it. Same way they brought like street punk and oi to like the rest of America on a smaller scale than I think they did Scott. But I think old out it's part of who they are as a band more so than them being a ska band, which I, I completely kind of agree with you because when you go through all these records though, you always have these preconceived notions and it's just punk rock. Like right. that's, that's a rancid is rancid is punk rock. Well, I mean, there's even like four or five songs on this list that I ultimately were like, wait a minute, that's not even a ska song. It just sounded like it might be like, mm-hmm. and I remembered I had a lot of, uh, what's that called where I had memories of it being one thing and it wasn't. Yeah, like a Mandela, uh, Mandela effect. effect. Yeah, no, so, and exactly with because it's with them. It's almost more of the vibe than the right, dude. And for it, real, and it's elements of Scott. It's it's a, a true lot, like keyboards, a lot, a lot of a lot of organ. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the rhythm, a lot of the Matt Freeman stuff is very like, right. A lot of outcome wolves has a lot more. It's a lot of Matt Freeman is doing a lot of ska, but not necessarily the band. Or there's like Scott <laughs> coming on a song that's mostly like a punk song. Um, yeah, they, they, they don't have a lot. The the projects that Tim did have way more like those are more explicitly so, saw than rancid that's something i wanted to touch on i got two things i want to touch on about that one tim armstrong being who he is and being so in love with that two-tone style of everything be it ska mm-hmm. reggae uh rhythm he does a lot of dj mm-hmm. electronic stuff he's his musical stuff, yeah he does he's, he's able to fill it, figure that out he's an amazing songwriter so he soaks in all this stuff but he's very influential they did stuff with buju Banton. they did stuff with jimmy cliff uh I mean, that's crazy, bro. But they've also got all these other bands that sound sort of like them. And all of those bands also do the Scott thing, the Interrupters, Left mm-hmm. Alone. I mean, like, then you have the stuff over in uh, the Roots Radicals band, Indonesia. They uh, All these bands that sound like Rancid, kind of, that are just doing, you know, Rancid Light. And then let's be honest, the Ska to the general public is going to be a little more palatable than say some street punk stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising at all to me that some of their bigger songs happen to be ska songs. Now this, mm-hmm. the first couple of big hits weren't ska at all because they didn't have that on their records. But I would say their biggest song is probably, uh, well, their biggest song is probably not Fall Back Down, I would think now. But it was Time Bomb for a long, long time. time. I think it's probably still Time Bomb. Man, I talked to a lot of people, bro. Whenever I mentioned Rancid, they almost all say, oh, yeah, Fall Back Down's a great song. It's wild, bro. Hmm, really? I, 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 I just yeah. wouldn't thought of that, but it could, be, it, could be, what, it could be the person you're talking, though, too. Like, it's if, probably pretty if similar. If it's someone your age, I would say they would be, I would assume Time Bomb, because I think, time, I just feel like Time Bomb was a bigger song. Like, that's it, not really something we needed to go over and over, but I, like, I feel like Time Bomb's the bigger song in their catalog. It's, it's the more important song, obviously, so maybe that, it, it It's the first. more important song, but I would say it's probably not the bigger song, because, dude, that song, Fall Back Down was huge, man. Like, I don't know. I don't want to, yeah, I don't really want to argue about yeah. it, I guess. But like, like I would love like, to know people's opinion. I would love to get an answer. Chat. I would I would just like to get an answer. Like, more, like, right. like someone someone who knows, put it in the chat. Like, for real. That that Maybe that's, dude, a, that's like a video topic later on. Like I was going to say, I'm, I'm writing it down right now, dude. Rancid's biggest <laughs> song, Time Bomber, Indust- or Fall Back Down. I'm literally going to make a video about this. That's happening now because... Uh, and then I'll, is, I'll is just it, remember that. I'll is, write it, down later, is it is it those two, or does does Ruby get into it as well? Because I think there there might. I be don't an think Ruby there. or Radio get quite to the. Just, I don't to think the Radio does. Time. Yeah, I will. Well, I'd say I Radio is their biggest song. Yeah, but as as far as the, these two, hit, these are like these are song, these are song, these are like MTV songs though with callback. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at with the, with the, yeah. so the Ruby, callback but, down thing. Is that I think that that song was on it more and played longer because of the time that 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 it came out. Yeah, it was 2003, and that shit was everywhere. 
it's uh, it's, in di- it's different when like Green Day is the new hot thing coming up and you're getting noticed as like one of their peers versus yeah. Good Charlotte and Blink One Eighty Two are the biggest bands in the world in and the you're world. one of their you're one of their influences that also yeah. has this cool shit that you're in their videos. Yeah, so I, I think from that perspective, I think we kind of answered in both ways. But please make that video because I want to watch it. I, w- I, I think I will, and I'll, and I'll do I'll do I'll do my due diligence and, and research plenty of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'll say before we get into the actual song titles is that. Uh, I do think that they were they were time bomb came out before the big pop of ska music. I, mm-hmm. I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, ninety eight is considered the big like the the saturation point. Okay, of it so is the, yeah, so, and so, this so is- three years plus prior to that, mm-hmm. we got time bomb, and I think that I think that that really is a song that you could look at and point to and go, hey, this is probably the spark that set off that movement. Mm-hmm. And with that comes a label. Oh, ska punk band. When in reality, they're just a punk band that's had some ska mm-hmm. songs and the ska songs have to be more palatable. So those are the ones that got bigger. It's very easy to figure out, but it's something you never think about. It's 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 an interesting conversation. Yeah, and then it's also, too, when we're thinking, it's also like you have Real big fish, and you have no doubt, and all these people you have Goldfinger kind of in the mainstream. And how do we categorize them as well? And we have, yeah, Sublime yeah, all the way to 95, like right in this time period. How do we categorize the people? Well, we know we know these bands all do some ska, and then we know they all do some punk. And so, if you think about all those bands I just mentioned, none of them even sound like each other, but they're, they all right. get kind of thrown into ska punk as well. And we, we talked about it in our episode, like we actually kind of don't like ska punk as a whole, like we like Rancid. And, who doesn't even do that much, you know, ska punk, you know, as we've sort of determined. It's, it is it's, it is more of an overriding thing than it is its individual thing, or at least it's, it's last into. Because there are people that I think are into, like, ska punk a lot more specifically, for sure. But I think that is... Uh, yes. I think that fraction, as passionate as they are, I think it's it's kind of, like, smaller and less representative of overall what punk rock is, I think, or what its fandom seems to reflect. I, I would agree with that almost exclusively. I, I think ska punk is actually probably probably pretty big right now mm-hmm. uh i think there's a lot of bands happening the underground is very uh fertile i don't know if that's the right word it's got there's a lot of stuff happening in the underground right now but uh excuse me and i think you're right i like i like punk rock ska punk's okay but i'm more like okay i like suicide machines against all authority which to me they're just as much punk bands as they are punk anything bands. else so yeah. So I think like like I don't listen to oh man I don't want to say their names because I don't want to sound like I'm hating on them so I'm not okay I'll just say because people know I like mustard plug but I don't yeah. go listen to that kind of music just out of the blue very often right uh, I need I need some Paul muting and some like chugga chugga mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I need a little fast tempo okay that's yeah. that's enough of that um, let's talk about some songs you want to go first you want me to go first you want to just kind of go with me on my i'll I'll just go i'll go with you on your journey because we have a very limited pool to pick from so there's gonna be a lot of overlap facts sir facts so um i I, my number 11 essentially it's an honorable mention is because i was i want to get your opinion on this Mm -hmm. i think this song is still considered a ska song but i also second guess myself enough to where i went okay this is the one that doesn't because i was having a hard time getting it to the 10 there was yeah. one that was, and I was like, you know what? This is the one that I'm not even sure is a ska song. Uh, I think it's on Indestructible. It's Memphis. Mm-hmm. Do you consider that a ska song? Like so a ska punk song? It's on, it's officially on my list because I really like it as a song. I would not have really thought of it as a ska song, although that like bridge and breakdown towards the end is a total like agri section in the song. 
So right. I, at, at the same time, it's not really a punk song either. I don't really know. I, I, I always think of it as a country song at times, not just not just because it's called Memphis, but it does have huh. a, a sort of like, not even country, but like Bouncing Souls kind of vibe to that song. Okay. And so um, Scott, like when you put that one on the list, I was a little shocked. It made my official list just because I absolutely really like it as, as a song. But it does have that sort of beat poetry kind of part to it that most of these songs have to them. So it's got a lot of the right. elements of the rancid Scott songs. If someone didn't identify it as Scott, though, I think they would be like you wouldn't fault someone for not like identifying that as a Scott song. It's yeah, an indestructible song, why. maybe maybe more than anything. It's it's because a lot of right. indestructible just has those sort of effects on them. Well, that's that's kind of why it landed on the list where it did. I, I thought it it deserved the mentioning, but I also think that it's a it's a gray area song, and I was like, mm. and I thought, well, that makes my job a little easier. And I do love that song. It's probably one of my top three songs it, on that album. Yeah, number five officially on on uh, on my list. And it's funny number when we're talking five. about the album. You said which is the one that kind of like. If, if there's one you don't listen to as often and sometimes it is memphis in the course of listening to the album just because oh, it's like wow. a lo- yeah because it's like a low-key song in the middle of a pretty long album in the middle of a, it's kind of a dip where it comes in the album okay. so yeah. i tend to like like it a little more out of like today when i was listening to it, and I, I just i was going along with all the tim you know uh drinking jack and cola she said tim where you Bro. been i got something and, I, and it's it. like and all of these songs kind of have that moment in there that's that's the one commonality is all of these songs have that where it could just be I say, almost like a beat poetry kind of thing. And it's, it's amazing to, and this is not just rancid with their Scott, this is rancid with their music. They really control the tempo of their music in a very unique way that really helps with the communication yes. Of, yes. of where those genres are. Like they don't have, they have a lot of fast songs. They don't actually have like a ton of like Pennywise style fast songs either. It's like the guitar is going fast, but this part's like slower. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a different thing. It's a very unique sound as, as a band, as a whole. They have a lot of stuff where they'll go like, It'll have a guitar ring out, and then the drums keep going, and then Tim and Raj are singing, and it's like, and it'll have like this, like you said, this rhythm. They do it. You can tell that they listen to a lot of music from all over the world. A lot of rap, I would even say, is it's very evident. I mean, Transplants. Go look at what Tim. His probably second biggest band was the Transplants, and. They had a full time rapper, and they even had a chopped and screwed album. So, like, they they, they clearly love that stuff. Travis Barker's very uh, uh, active in the hip hop community. So, so okay. So, officially, number ten on my list is off of "Life Won't Wait." It is well. I'll just show you the song title, and then we'll talk about the album a little bit because I have something I want to ask you about that mm-hmm. album too. Uh, number ten is "Wrongful Suspicion." I, I thought it might be a little higher up on my list, but it's just one that I, I I don't say. Oh man, it gets skipped a lot. Not because I don't like it, but because I've heard it a million times. I'm like, okay, it's, I need. The songs are long on Life Won't Wait, so I've yeah. skipped all of these. At like uh, Life Won't Wait is general is is an album album in general for me. Like of yeah. all the ranted albums, it's the most skipped when I'm just in the car. But yeah. if I'm going You're on a deep dive, if I'm going on a deep dive with any ranted album. It's probably life won't wait. Like if I'm going to be doing some deep cleaning there in the corner, life won't wait is a good one to sort of go on that journey with because it's songs yeah. like wrongful suspicion that are just there. And it being, being that this is such a unique album, the songs are just, they're not longer in length, but they feel longer compared to again, that efficiency that we're talking about that rancid usually does. It's right. a little bit more of a bloated uh, kind of album in there. Cause there's a lot of chanty stuff that goes that kind of over and over a lot of like verses that have one or two different lines. Like, you know, down at the state house and then they throw in like another Bro. part to it yeah and Dude, it's awesome so, but it's long so this song popped up on the list and 
I was looking at Life Won't Wait, and if anybody sees me looking around a lot, I'm reading lyrics and such while we're talking, so my apologies. I'm not trying to be rude. Um, this one starts out like a rap song. It's the one that's like, all right, this one goes out to all our friends in New York. H2O, the slacker, stuff on All-Stars, much respect. Uh, hey, Tim, take it away, my man. And then, well, I heard they fly a Confederate flag. Down at the state house. It's so good, bro. And I sing that terribly. Um, but yeah, I love that part. All the, all the call and response that Tim does. I got a couple of rights and I really shouldn't knock it. Like, yeah, it's a, I think it's their most political album, honestly. Life on Wait, probably. Very is. much so. Most, almost Very every song is politics in some way on that album, except for Cortez. So, I want to point out speaking of that stuff that he says, uh, Hey, getting crazy. Watch me. Was it was it you all along working for the CIA? CIA, bro. It's so good. So, uh, okay. When I went through that album, I thought I was going to get a lot more scholar. I got because you think of like, well, wait, as like the reggae album. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think we've said this on this channel before, but and out come the wolves is like their best punk rock album. It's their best album. It's their Mm -hmm. most popular. It's a bona fide classic. But I still think that Life Won't Wait is their masterpiece. That they were like, this is what we're capable of, world. All right, we got to go back to do make some more punk rock records because this is what we really love. But this is what we're capable of doing. Because, man, as much as I knock that album on occasion, I still have it tattooed on my throat. That says something. And then mm-hmm. when I go back and listen to it, it's a journey, man. Like you said, it's the one you skip when you're jumping in the car. But when you want to go on a journey, this is the one you go to. And you listen mm-hmm. to it in its entirety. It's long. It takes some some time, and and but it's a it's a it's an experience, man. And so, life won't wait is a fantastic record, and I think wrongful suspicion has to be on this list, man. It just has to be. It was number four on my list, by the way. I, okay, I, I really like these these life won't wait. So to me, like, and this is general about these songs, but life won't wait in general. It, it's it's what's the why rancid is the tiebreaker. It's what it's what the tiebreaker is over rancid. Like this is what. Like I love, you know, I love No Effects. I love Pennywise. I love that. I love right. This is what Rancid has that those guys don't. It's songs like Wrongful Suspicion. It's songs like we're gonna uh, we're gonna get in we're gonna get into more of that. Yeah, like they just have these songs that other bands don't. We're gonna dive into some lyrics, bro. This is a this is a fun episode for me Uh because I'd say like some of their Scott songs are some of my favorites. So number nine is gonna get people pissed, probably. I like. A particular kind of song i like a particular kind of rhythm and i like to move around i'm very hyperactive i don't sit still very well you don't so say. rancid's <laughs> rancid's songs that are like oftentimes considered like throwaways are some of my favorites and on honor is all we know they have a song called everybody's suffering bro if you can't put that on and move around while you're doing the dishes mm-hmm. or while you're folding some clothes you ain't got legs, my dude. The song is so dancey, bro. And and it's but it's but it's filled with like substantial lyric writing, even though they're very minimal. It's substantial. Like, listen to this, dude. The lyrics go, What a depression three times upon this land. Everywhere you're going, people they must suffer. Everywhere you're going, people they must suffer. Everybody's suffering. Like, bro, like, are you serious? What a depression. Let me go home. Everywhere you're going, people they people there suffer. Everywhere you're going, people there. It's just so simple. What a depression. Let me go home. Like, bro, what? Again, and I, it's all just like, bro, you're just like dancing around. Like, everybody's saying, like, what are they talking about? Oh, that's fucking depressing. Like, but it's so substantial in such a simple 
Sorry, it, go ahead. No, but I was going to say, it goes to that point where I was saying where those these songs kind of sound like a guy like at Berkeley, like who's just like, <laughs> like even as, as Tim said, preaching about world peace in the park. It kind of like, they all kind of sound like that. Like, You're not wrong. Kind of the, that's kind of the rancid concept is of, you know, these street poets and all of that stuff. But, but it is for real. Like I said, like that beat poet or almost like a, it was like a preacher quality to it. The way that they, the way that they command it, like in that song and the way they, again, Absolutely. commanding a lot of, with that repetition and stuff, commanding the, the rhythm with that. And that's, that's something I think they borrow from Scott and put into punk very well is, is that repetition, that, some of that simplicity, even though like, again, everyone in go black, they can also jam in a million words into the thing and they can do that very well, but they actually do the minimalism pretty well amongst all of the, the chaos that they create. And you th I'm thinking about these songs too. It might be a function of like, how can we play these songs live with minimal help? Cause it, the way, what we're describing on all of these is kind of these songs, these more complex ones broken into a couple of sections where there is the guitar part. Then there's the palm muting part. Then there's the singing part. And they are kind of these, uh, these Frankenstein, especially these more epic Scott songs, which is kind of a, a theme of, of all the Scott songs um, on this list. I mean, to be quite honest, I don't think they play many of these songs live. No, um, I, I mean, some of the ones at the top, definitely, but right. it'd be, yeah, I mean, yeah. be kind See, of hard yes. to, because yeah. you'd also have, like, especially the Life on Wait songs, like, it's like a hip-hop album with all the guest vocalists Dude. and the, yeah, the, the organs those and the songs. horns you'd have to bring on and stuff. Well, I've heard them play, uh, what's the one with Dickie Baird in it? Cash Culture and Violence. They played that live, and Lars just sang it. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, other than that, it's difficult to try to replicate the feeling you get from another person, you know. Mm. But uh, so moving on to number eight is a song that, to my knowledge, is only available on the B sides and C sides album. It's Brixton. You know that song? Mm. Yeah, not well, but I mean, I know, I know what it is. Bro, this song is so good. I don't even know what to do. I mean, I'd have to read the whole entire lyric to you. I'm not going to do all that, but like, mm. it's just another, honestly, kind of political, up tempo. Hey, let's get their attention with this song, with the music, and then let's let let's say something of 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 meaning uh, in mm. the lyrics. And so, it's like I saw a new generation coming under the smoke of Oakland, bro. It's just like. Lars sings so well to me, in my opinion, mm -hmm. that when he commands your attention, you you give it to him, you know. And uh, I don't know who wrote this song. It might have been all all four of them. Who who knows? But uh, yeah, man, this is just a really great song. It's something that's not often talked about or even heard. I would think I'd be willing to bet there's a lot of people that are going to watch this video that have never heard that song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what do you do? You have any thoughts on that song at all? Um, I mean, it's been nothing more than a fun song for me throughout the years. Just one I haven't really thought like too deeply. On. <laughs> yeah, so I, I really I enjoy know, that song. I just know when you ask for thoughts, other than like, hey, yeah, like cool song, you know. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I mean, on like a top twenty-five rancid songs list, it probably wouldn't make an appearance. But this is the place for that. Yeah, but when you whittle it down to like just Scott songs, this is one of their better ones, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it's one that's on an album that a lot of folks don't have. And so mm -hmm. um, I, I would uh, urge anybody that's not heard this song to go check it out. It is a very good song. And I'd and love the, your opinion on it down in the, the comments. And Seaside's record is not that much throwaway. Like Rancid kind of puts all their songs on albums. So these yeah. songs are actually pretty good. And then some of them like were a little more stuff that was in random place. So definitely worth a listen to. I, I haven't well, even listened to it in quite a while, but it's, it's not a throwaway album for a comp or a leftovers album. Like it kind of appears as. So I love that record. And 
It's got stuff from like give them the boot song, tra- mm-hmm. uh, uh, comps. It's got stuff from the Punkorama stuff, soundtracks. So this is where you find literally all their B sides and C sides. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a great title for a record too. And the cover art is very much in vogue with what they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a lot else to say about that song to be honest. But uh, <laughs> what is this number seven? Let's see. I think that's where we're at, right? Number seven. Yeah. Do you have any idea? I think. <laughs> I'm going to say you're right. Okay, yeah. It is number seven. Sorry. I didn't write numbers next to my damn songs. I put dots like to notate uh, that they were. And I'm really irritated that I did that. But it yeah. is what it is. Um, so, another song off mm. of Honor is All We Know. Uh, Evil's My Friend. Mm. I, again, I revert back to I like a particular style of song. Mm-hmm. I like dancey songs. So if I'm hitting ska songs, especially rancid ones, I'm more into the dancey stuff where I can get up, move around, and they just put me in a good mood. There's songs that go great on mixtapes. They are good on playlists. They're good at parties, especially a song called Evil's My Friend. Uh, but it's got, again, really great lyrical content. I mean, this is a, uh, what's what would you call that? This is a, a, a common theme throughout their music is that their lyrics are fantastic. But uh, mm-hmm. it says, Crime epidemic never going down. Unsympathetic put you in the ground. Some system systematic survival in the town. How does he sing this stuff, dude? No wonder he sounds so crazy. Uh, <laughs> only if you let it, gonna drag you down. Evil's my friend. Evil's my friend again. If you want to go out and get them, you better stand and fight. You're gonna let them take you away. You're gonna let them take away your rights. Uh, and the bad ones forget them running into the night, and the good ones regret them ready to ignite. Evil's my friend. Evil's my friend again. Very simple. Not a long song, mm. but substantial lyrics and a very catchy, danceable song. Uh, I just like this song. I, but we've talked about this. I like their later material probably more than a lot of people my age specifically. Yeah. But just yeah, in general, do. I'm a big fan of their later songs, later albums. So uh, I was hesitant to put these on there. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm not going to sell oh, myself out for some fucking YouTube haters. Yeah. But and like, uh, I was thinking as you were saying that, like, Honor is All We Know is my least not my least favorite or least unfair. It's like my least, I have the least passionate about it as an album. Uh, okay. like I don't think, like, I don't think it's bad. And, but like, I never think like, I got to listen to honor is all we know right now. It might've been when I received, like, I kind of don't like trouble. Like I, I don't say I don't like troublemaker, but it is clearly like my least favorite. And I think that blows me away. I know. I know. I knew what I was saying. <laughs> I, know, you know, I love that record. I have, a, I have a troublemaker song on my list. So I mean, that is what it is. But, nice. Uh, like honor is all we know. I don't think of that way. Like there's some stuff I think of more specifically. I don't like honor is all we know. There's nothing I dislike about it, but there's nothing that really sticks out to me. I, I just, it's not, I, yeah. album I just, guess I just wish I spent more time with in general. Dude, if, I bet one day you're just going to get bored and you're going to do a, a, a session with it and you're going to be like, fuck, this record's pretty good. And here's I what I was missing. Yeah. You'll never give it like a 10 out of 10, but I feel like you're going to be like, dang, this is a good record, man. Cause like, and we need those though. You need those records that later on you can revisit your favorite bands and get something fresh with. I'm on one right now, not having to do with Rancid, that I completely, like, I podcasted with you about that I've completely changed my mind on. So, like, that happens. And it's a fun well, uh, thing dude, to do. More. I want no. more information. What are we talking about here? Okay. So, remember, months ago, you and I did our Blink, big Blink-182 episode, and we had one thing we that did. we absolutely agreed on. We okay. hated the 03 album, right? Like, yes. we put that at the bottom. I, I said, it, I said similar to Life on Wait, I said, yes, it's their masterpiece. But I don't want Blink to ever do a masterpiece. I don't want blah 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 all that stuff, dude. I have been listening oh, no. to that album for the last like oh two no, months. Like, 
on a daily basis. I'm finding new stuff that I like about it. It's making me put the rest of their career in context. It's had all these things happen to me just because I couldn't believe how I still hated it after doing the episode with you that I gave it another shot because I was like, I was so mad that I like, how have I not grown over 20 years on this one damn album? And I went back. That's funny because you've come into it with this attitude every time you have listened to this album for 20 years. And it just, I just kind of, and I still didn't like it like the first couple of times. And I was like, oh, that album's kind of like Life on Way. It's an acquired taste, though. You have That's to like, true. and you can't, and similar, and this is where I'll tie back, similar to Life on Way, you can't let your other expectation of the band play into it because that's what yeah. kills the weight of it. Now, once you go through the growth and understanding in 20 years, whatever the hell I've gone through in the last couple of weeks, and you get it, you're like, oh, I see, I'm hearing stuff from Buddha that's on this record, and blah, blah, and you start doing all that. But like you said, it takes time because they Rancid only made 10 albums. So yeah. And I'm going to be alive, hopefully, for a lot longer than they're going to be making albums. So I'm going to need to find more new and good music. And so when I find Honor is All We Know in two years, and that's my new Rancid album, and I got to redo the rankings and put that one at the top, I'm going to be damn proud of it. Dude, let's go content. <laughs> I love it, bro. I don't know the point of all that roundabouts other than, like, I like the new Blink album, and I need to listen to Honor, or the, not the new Blink album, the one from 20 years ago, and I right. need to listen to the Rancid album from 10 years ago more. Yeah, dude. Jeez, that's funny, man. So let's 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 go ahead and upset some more people. We're on number six here, dude. People hate this song, Mm. or at least I've heard people hate on it, and I love it. It's off of "Let the Dominoes Fall." Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, up to no good, or yeah, buddy. That motherfucker is up to no good, dude. That's such a good song. Who hates that song? I love it, dude. People hate it because it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Do they say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, eight in like three songs? And yeah, well, they just keep they talking. love those. They, they go all the way to eight, bro. I, I, I'm here for it, dude. I love but it's like, danger. that's such a good yeah, song. bro. This one is kind of a long song, though. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's kind of long. It's pretty repetitive. But it's again another great party song, good mixtape song. But if you're also looking for some substance, it's there, mm-hmm. dude. They are so good at figuring out ways to bring you something quality while still entertaining you. Because a lot of times. A lot of okay, a lot of punk rockers specifically will get pissed off about music because it's just not punk enough. It's not pissed enough. It's not mm-hmm. political enough. Well, Rancid brings you stuff that you can hear on the radio, but when you listen to the lyrics, you go, "Oh yeah, these guys are still standing for something." And I think yeah. that that's really, really, I think it's great. Well, that's why it always pisses me off when people say Rancid is not a political band. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? Like every one of their songs is a political song. Now they're not. Either that or a girl. Yeah. And but even then, like Lady Liberty is kind of a bubble. <laughs> um, and and um, the, but the thing about it is, like, no, clearly they and they have very clear political ideology. I think in their music, it just you don't have to be political to enjoy Rancid. Is is the difference there? But their music itself, I think, is just almost purely political. Like I was like, well, this is their political album. It's not like they don't have an album that isn't just filled with political innuendos. Even their new stuff is very political. They don't yeah. tend to focus on specifics of politics. So that's why I think people maybe don't associate them the way they would with like a no effects as, as a certain politics but they're very specific in their politics and their politics are pretty blatant on all these records it's just the way they frame it we've talked about this before too is a little more universal it's a working class politics that everyone can kind of relate to so it feels less left and right when it's sort of uh, played out that way it's yeah it's very much an idea in a spectrum more mm-hmm. so than it is like a pinpointed thing and also, I think that's good though, because look at stuff from like Rock Up Gives Bush or uh, what's that? War and Errorism. Like those songs are still good, but they're dated. 
And, yeah, they're very specifically dated. Yeah. Yeah. And so rancid material isn't often like that. Uh, but I mean, listen to these lyrics, dude. No one is safe here. We're all in danger. Throw through the corridor. I see a stranger robbing and ransacking. I see him walking. Lock your doors now. I hear him knocking. Up to no good, up to no good, like a spark on a wire or splinter in wood. Best intentions get misunderstood, but that motherfucker is up to no good. Bro, that is poetry, dude. Like, that is so good. And then, man, oh my goodness, bro. Sometimes I'll read lyrics and go, oh, that's what he said? Yeah, especially with Rancid, because it takes about 40 years of translation. Even if you have the CD booklet, you can't read the handwriting, so it still (laughs) takes a long time. Dude, I'm going to get to one here in a minute where I absolutely happened today. And I was like, oh, all these years later. Is it on Daily City Train? Yes. (laughs) Me too. Me too. too. Okay. So he also said, okay, I was just going to run it. Bro, that was so funny, dude, because you you said it and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So uh, (laughs) that song is so hard to understand. Uh, Even with the lyric sheet, you're like, I, sure I heard a, I heard a cover of it once, and that's how I knew the lyrics. Because the other band was easy Bro, to understand. That's happened to me so many times with Rancid. I've heard a cover and go, oh, and you're like, I get the song now. Yeah. Uh, so also in that song, it says, um, "Quick like a snake, he's good at stealing. He'll even steal the plaster off the ceiling. Cloaked in <laughs> darkness, I see him standing, making moves in the night. He's a ghost man." And then it says. Criminals, I understand them. Watch your back because we'll come at random. Born to lose and you'll end up in the system. He's our friend. Now we're going to miss him. Bro, I feel like every song that they write is about somebody that they absolutely positively have been friends with. Mm-hmm. Because they don't, I don't feel like a lot of, and I've told you this before, what part of, like, I like, I love Rance's lyrics, but I don't find their lyrics very, like, like the way, like, we're talking about Trio the last couple of weeks. That to me is all like the biography, the dramatized biography of like Skiba and Adriano. I don't feel like I necessarily learn a lot about the guys from Rancid necessarily from all their songs. I learned about their entire social circle, like you're saying, because there's so much storytelling oh, maybe, and stuff yeah. within their songs. I don't okay, necessarily yeah. ever feel like super connected to those guys well, through their lyrics like that, like in that kind of way. I, I think that that's probably actually kind of wrong because you have songs like Dope Sick Girl talking about somebody that he's friends with. So if mm. you get to know who he's friends with, yeah. you get to know who he is. He also has uh, dude, radio, bro. No, I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just saying, like, no, I'm just in saying, general... like, there's like, well, I mean, I agreed with you just like on on instinct, but through the if it dig through the surface a little bit, there's lots of songs that talk about themselves, but it, their 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 social circle is very prevalent in their lyrical content. And it's 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 like a, almost like an, it's like a universe that they kind of build within within these songs, especially these ska songs specifically. They are very the, like story based. It's the RCU, the Rancid Cinematic Universe, bro. We're mm-hmm. getting a movie or a series of them. Like, like uh, we know Ben Zanotto. Like, how, right? because he's mentioned in a few songs, we know Ben Zanotto. Like, come on. Hell, dude. Look, I know Brad Logan's been in a lot of great bands, but I don't think yeah. he'd be near as popular without it that song. Nope, nope. nope. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've always heard that you are who you surround yourself with. So I think by default, they are telling us about themselves. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But yeah, there's a mm-hmm. lot of, you can learn a lot about people in California. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say one comment on the song is uh, back in the day, the song came out and I had it and I was driving and uh, our neighbor was outside and I was just about to say the lyric on the sign. And my ex-wife was like, Hey, his name is Lawrence. Hey, there's Lawrence. I was like, that motherfucker is up to no good. She thought I was talking about the neighbor. She thought it was like a whole thing that I had with the neighbor, but it was, I was That's awesome. quoting Tim Armstrong. He almost You're like, it wasn't, fight. but you know, now that you, now you mentioned it, Ma, I hate that guy. 
He's a his, dick. Those flowers he's growing are not up to the neighborhood. <laughs> Bro, we've meet, we've reached the midway point. Yeah, we're at number five. I feel like this is going to be controversial, and I don't do it to be controversial, but it is what mm -hmm. it is. I had it at number one, and it made its way all the way down to number five. Okay. I bet you can guess what song it is with one guess because of what I just said. Uh, where I'm going? No. What? No. If it was number one, bro, what would it be number one? That, that uh, I, time, that oh, I, oh did, did you put Time Bomb at number one? Just like a It's at number five now. I have it at number five. Number five is Time Bomb. Okay. Off of and out come the wolves. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're at number five. Yeah, and no, it, and it, I've, I, yeah, and I've done the same thing where I had to put it up and then I put it way down. And I couldn't put those songs above Time Bomb, but like, okay, five. I thought it, I, I thought five was a great spot for it because I think that it's their biggest song mm. or second biggest, but I don't think it's their most important, at least not to me. And this is a subjective list after all, so I get to put them where I want to put them. But in 1994, uh, the first punk rock song I ever heard in my life, well, and knowing that that's what it was, was Time yeah. Bomb. So this song has it holds a lot of weight for for me personally. It's very important to my life and my story arc. It is it is a crucial song, but there are songs on that album that I think are better that are ska songs, right? Yeah, but it is a catchy song. Your point there is is I think my issue if I like in the annals of songs again a great song a song that is so blatantly ska you don't even realize it like. I remember trying to learn how to play this song on the bass and like, oh, I can't play any of this because there are no Ramones parts in this because it's all, you know, it's it's completely a ska song um, by its very thing. But it's it's literally surrounded by better songs on the album itself. Like, Isn't that it, weird? If anything, it maybe just suffers in rancid fans' hearts. Not in like anyone else because, again, it's this huge, and it's a good song and it's a cool song, another storytelling song. I and mean, like, this is like a really good story that you have to listen to the end like there's almost a payoff of the, of the song in the end so it's got all those really great elements to it but if you're like listening to the album this is coming after roots radicals and before you know you're going on 52nd and broadway like come on it's got some tough competition on that album right and so to be fair to us hardcore rancid people if there's any song we're kind of numb to it's probably this like i was gonna ask you about this on the whole like ruby soho versus time bomb thing like, i've always had ruby soho up here and time bomb solid but it's right here like to me like ruby soho is, is a Ooh, like I think we agree on this. That's the one of, of the two. Dude, we don't often sure. just flat out agree, but I think I agree just flat yeah. out with that. I think Ruby like, Soho is probably a better song. I, I'm saying all this to not be critical of one of like one of the great Scott Punk songs or Scott songs like that's ever been. It's just it's a really good album that it comes on and it's it's not quite my favorite, but at the same time, it just we we always set our list like we don't do on respect. This is an exception though. You can do it, and it's not just respect, it's just I don't know that we can fully judge it for what it is, maybe is what I'm trying to say. I agree, but I do want to stipulate that this is a fantastic live song. Like, mm. like live, different story because everybody knows the words, everybody's singing, everybody's dancing. And when you got 5,000 people dancing their ass off, bro, you don't have a lot more fun than that. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. Like, I cannot wait to take my wife and three kids or two kids. The little guy's going to stay with Papa. But like, but, like, I can't wait to go see Green Day and Rancid and, like, freak out with my children, dude. Like, it's going to be amazing. But listen to some of the lyrics, though. Dude, Tim has been wise since he was a teenager, man. Like, Isn't it I, 20s when he wrote this crap? Like, that's this, dude, it's crazy. So listen to this, man. If you want to make the move, then you better come in. It's just the ability to reason that we're so thin. Living and dying and the stories that are true, secrets to a good life is knowing when you're through. Like, bro, what? Like, what? Okay. 
Well, he's back in the hole where they got him living like a rat, but he's smarter than a, than that nine lives. Like a cat 15 years old, take him to the youth authority home. First thing you learn, you got to make it in this world alone. Like, first off, incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just let's just be honest. This Punk rockers have, have been notorious with the fact that they write incredibly emo songs with like mm-hmm. a very tough, gritty, abrasive exterior. <clears throat> but emo comes from punk rock. I'm sorry, but that stuff is basically punk dudes being pussies. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Uh Let's That's see. Be a t-shirt right there. <laughs> what emos punk rock for pussies? Yeah, and there's no. nothing wrong with that. Like, th- no, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's what makes it the t-shirt right there. It's like because you're you're genuine in what you're saying too. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, uh, dude. Now I'm reading these lyrics. It's making me like reminisce of these old days, man. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, "Now he's gotten out. He's gotten free. He's got to go. Got a car. He's 21 years old. He's running numbers from the bar. His pager's beeping. He's got it. He's got it. God damn." He's got in deep in whatever he can move on in. You know, that kid's a creeping bro. I can sing it better than I can read it. It's ridiculous. Uh, Okay. So here's, here's, here's the one that's hard for people to understand is usually the fourth verse. Mm -hmm. Tears come from the razor. That's been tattooed below his eye. His mother cries. She knows that he is strong enough to die. He's rolling in the Cadillac. It's midnight. Sunroof is down. Three shots ring out. The hero's dead. The new king is crowned. Ooh. Dude, it's like a mob movie in a mm-hmm. ska punk song. Literally, you have the hit that comes at the end. Like yeah. Scar Scarface gets his at the end of, of this yeah. song of, of living all this dangerous life. And and it's not even focused on because you don't even know what's coming, but that but that last lyric is the lyric of dread because he's building up the whole time. And then it's yep. about his mom and stuff. And yeah. That that whole that's I mean, always it's always giving me the chills too. A shot rings out and a new, you know, the new king is crowned. Yes. It's like, whoa, it's he like, is a uh, mafia kind of, whoa. So, okay. That song is an epic song on an epic record. It, it just, it just is dude. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Like we, whether we think it's the number one or not is, is irrelevant when you look at, Hey guys, have you ever heard of Rancid? Oh yeah. That song time bomb. That's that happens how you, a lot. That's how you, what, what song is Rancid? Like the black coat, white, like that's not that bad. And they're like, Oh, that one. Yeah. Or I hear time. it fall back down. I'm going to stand on that, dude. Like, I hear, mm-hmm. like, it just depends on the person, man. I think it really probably is an age thing. People our age are going to say time bomb. People that are like, let's say 30, 30 and younger are going to probably say, oh, yeah, I used to listen to when I was a kid, do that fall back down your, song. Like, I've heard that and so stuff, many I think, would, would kind of feed into that crowd. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I do think that they're, you're probably right, though. It probably is time bomb by like a smidge, but I, I think they're very close. Because I think yeah. that. Uh, yeah, Indestructible was a much bigger album than I ever realized until I started doing this channel with you and like started mm-hmm. like reading all the shit I didn't. I used to just listen to records, you know. Now I do like research about stuff, read crap. Well, it might uh, be too. Like, like Wolves helped build what Indestructible cashed in on too. Like Wolves, they the, oh the, for the, sure the, the punk and pop punk thing was building on the back of of Let's Go and Wolves and Smash and Dookie and Pennywise and No Effects and all that was building to the Blink era, which then Rancid was again to now now Rancid's kind of right in the coattails of that stuff instead of it being the other way. So yeah, right. I'd, I'd never actually considered that of it just being like, oh, it just was in an era that it was way easier for it to exist than like that's what challenged my my assumption of just no, yeah, Time Bomb's a bigger song because I think of Wolves as the bigger album, but maybe not. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that's I mean bigger no, uh, I'd say well, the al- not albums, not. no, but like the specifics. So again, the, you got to think of the time too. Like there wasn't a TRL in 1994. And I don't know. I don't think in uh, t- uh, Fall Back Down was necessarily on TRL, 
but it's still on the MTV music video era where, so, where it, it could be there where it would have been like on 120 minutes with time bomb, which would have been Saturday night in like, like it would, it would not have even had the same, even if time bomb was a more culturally relevant song, which I think it probably was, it still wouldn't have had the, the advantages that 2003 just gave it. That's a good way to put it. it it's a more culturally relevant and more impactful song even, but it didn't have the same luxuries that we had in 2003 that got yeah. us the stuff that we were going to get. But I will say that both Time Bomb and Fall Back Down have both been on TRL, just not as a music video. Both of those songs, to my recollection, were in the... All right, and when we come back, it's going to be so-and-so happening to do this. Yeah, Those not necessarily as part of the hear. countdown. Yeah, but not. It would be the, the like the, yeah. the outro, the outro song on like a mm-hmm. commercial break. I've heard mm-hmm. both. I'm almost certain I heard both of those songs like that. It's definitely time bomb, but I think fall back down as well. Uh, yeah, especially when like Blink or Green Day was on there, they had to play something outside of those bands. Rancid's the easy one. Slide I, I, and and I, I believe too because you had the the Warner thing at the time that and I th- that that's the era too where the like the background music on mtv was kind of pop punk songs and so fall back down kind of got stuffed in there where it's like yeah. you're just watching cribs or whatever and it's my friends <laughs> over you or another newfound glory song just playing in the background and i think time bomb kind of got to to sneak in there so a lot of people probably just know yeah the song who just like don't know and then again isn't that wild benji madden and kelly osborne are in the video those are very popular yeah. people in 2003 2002 very much dude very very much all right that leaves us with number four right. number four is Another song off of And Out Come the Wolves, and it is the Marble Mouth song that we just talked about. It's Delhi City Train. I love this song so much. The end of this song is so good, but it took me forever to like really understand what they were talking about. It's weird how you can feel a song and understand it so much without really knowing what it's saying. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that some people do that. It's fine. I don't understand Japanese, but I can listen to a Japanese song and still feel it and still feel enjoy it. Yeah. it. And I think that's what Rancid is. Like I've told you, and I've said this, talk, Rancid is very emotion-based. Yes. And so you can connect with a song. Like I've never lived in a crack house, but I could I could uh, relate to... Um, I have. Now I forget the song on Life on Wait. That's about that, that I was going to say. But, the you know, Glass Pipe Murder. Oh, like, that one, oh. I missed it. But that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just can't think of the name of the damn song. That's the third song of the album or whatever. She's a thin walls, a frail hooker. Man, that's a good song. <laughs> anyway, uh, my point is, it was skyscraper book. Yeah, <laughs> I can just Google it. But like, yeah, the, but that's my point. Is like, I've ne- probably never had that exact. Trying experience, to remember, the, just trying to be nuts. Uh, Hoover Street. There you go. There that is a good song, bro. I love that song. Okay, so but it makes you feel read. It was my point. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a fair amount of these lyrics, so just bear with me here. Right. On Dallas City Train, he says this, and boy, I tell you, go listen to this song before you listen to me say these lyrics, and tell me if this is what you thought Tim Armstrong was saying in that song. Okay, it starts off pretty easy. He was an artist and a writer, a poet and a friend. In a man's life, he will take a fall, but how low he goes, it just depends. Bro, I love this man's lyrics, bro, so much. Uh. He's shooting dope in the men's room at the station, Dallas City Train. And Dallas City Train, every other line is, eh. And then it goes, uh, have you ever seen an angel? Well, I know I have. They'll stay here for a while, and then they'll fly away. Jackal had a beer in his hand last time I seen him. When he rolled the dice, he never thought twice. He never thought twice about being. Wow. what That's insane. Uh, okay. 
Some grow up and some grow old. But what about the kid who never learned the rules? He spent all these years on this earth. And when you look back, it's just a flicker of time. I'm going through some midlife crisis shit right now. And I can relate to that in a way that I wish I didn't. Uh, man, I love my kids. I wish I could live to be 250 with them, man. I, uh, and then it says, um, Jackal was one of the ones that perished. Yeah, he was one of the ones that was already saved. Through all this evil and wreckage, yeah, he maintained a sense of himself. Man, good grief, dude. Take it. Uh, oh, this is the part that's really hard to understand. It's the last verse. It says, take it some men are in prison, even though they walk the streets at night. Other men who got the lockdown are free as a bird in flight. How about the Ireland assist? How about the Ireland assist? What the hell? I can't even read it, bro. It's that dis- it's that undecipherable. <laughs> yeah, dude. How about the hour in the system that ended in a one line, in a one way line? Our measures could not stand it, bro. I read that so poorly that I already forgot what I was talking about. Anyway, this song is so hard to even read. Go try to listen to it, but it's a really great song about. A, it's a story about a, a, a dope addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's about him dying. I think it's about yeah. a guy that just like lived on the. You know, live, live by the, uh, you know. I want to say it's another one of those songs kind of about a bus. Like, that's a, the Daily City train. Like, it's it's about, like, a character from, like, the transit system that they were involved with or kind of new or something like that. I want, I well, don't no, know. Well, no, because they're talking about a dude named Jackal. The whole song is about this yeah. dude named Jackal. So, but it's just talking about, I think they call it Daily City Train just because. No, but I, I think that's part of it. I want I want to say that I may be I may be mixing that up with another song, but I want to say Yeah, I don't think so, man, because it's all, the whole song is just about this dude. And it's about him. I think they probably called it that. And again, I don't know this, but it seems to me like there he was probably pretty notorious for being like, "Hey, let me dip in the bathroom real quick and go in and, you know, banging a line in there and and and, and just getting getting high and coming back out and they're probably missed trains cuz of this fool probably Probably didn't know where he was some of the time because he was in there doing stupid shit. But like, yeah, man, I, these songs are so realistic to me because I've been there and I've seen this stuff in person. I've been there. I've been part of this. I've been that guy. Dude, I've driven down the freeway and and like done stuff. I can't really talk about it because they'll, they'll demonetize the video or whatever. But like, yeah, man, you ever want to talk to me about this stuff, man? I'm free all the time, folks. Like you can hit me up. My Instagram's available. My, my email's in there. Uh, I will never turn away somebody that wants to just talk about something, especially something so uh, polarizing and, and, and kind of scary as like addiction. But I was there for a decade plus, uh, and now I'm a decade free. So, man, please don't ever hesitate to reach out. There's the lyric. Yeah, he's shooting dope in the men's room at the Daily City train. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, bro. Okay. It's it's there was, it was the location. There we go. Yeah, it's the location of the of the. It's like the the the, the name of the place, man. But uh, um, I would suggest if you've ever seen the uh, the Mike and his uke version of this, they did it with a bunch of Scott people on it about a year ago. And that's whoa. where like I've always listened to this song and, and you know, one of the ones that all those things I've always kind yeah. of got into. But hearing that them do that version to hear the chorus a little bit and the, like I like I never even thought it was I it was like Jack or something, you know, like, it's one of the things I hadn't thought too deeply about them. They, uh, they say, you know, Jackal had a beer in his hand last time I seen him. And um, yeah. Bro, it, it, just, it, it just all twice. fits together again with that cover 
of, of it, but it's again, it's it's Vic and it's a bunch of Scott people in the song, so it's not like it's uh you know people from. It's called Mike and his uke. Mike Mike and his uke, uh, and it's a bunch of. He started it mostly over the pandemic of like this ukulele. Like at first he was doing like a Black Flag song on the ukulele, and then eventually it's got to the point where it's and I, he doesn't do very many of them anymore. But it's like a bunch of different musicians do like a remote submission, like guys you know. Uh, like okay. you know, fat, fat Mike will do a bass part on the Ramon song, and then yeah, the there's a guy that for this guy with like metal stuff. He's got the he said he wears the suit and like the death metal, the the black metal paint on his face. Have you seen? Oh that yeah, guy? yeah, I know exactly what guy you're talking. Two minutes to midnight. That guy's called. Yeah, something like that. yeah. yeah. I got yeah, cool man. Yeah, it's kind of similar to concept to that. Now, okay. now the the Mike, he's an actual like punk musician. I forget. Uh, the the Fairmounts, I think, is the name of the band that that he's involved. In. But like they do a cool. they do a Jawbreaker song. And there's like just eight different musicians of guy again guys you know that are just in Bro. like studios like us, just sort of doing the song that I guess they you know they submit and sync up. But the Dude. the one on Daily City Train was very very good. Like it, it sort of it was a few months ago it came out, kind of reilluminated the song for me. Um, a couple of months. J- ago. Jawbreaker's underrated, like mad underrated, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Okay. All right, dude. We're at like the top three rants and ska it. songs, dude. Let's do it. This is fun. Okay. Number three. One second, please. Okay. Number three is a song that premiered, I believe, on the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> you know where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, yeah, number the, the third best Rancid Sky song of all time is, in fact, without a doubt, and not going to argue with you folks about this. This is a fact. Uh, it's objective. I, I can prove it right here. I'm telling you. So, uh, I want to riot, man. It's a great song, dude. Um, this is this was my favorite Rancid song for probably almost 10 years because I, it was the one that I couldn't find very easily. Yes. But the, the, but the one that the moment I heard it, I was like, that song. And it's the first Rancid song that I knew all the lyrics to. I knew the whole song, backwards, forwards. Dude, come on, man. I saw a man get the beat down, took his money in his wallet, left him dead on the ground. I saw them gather, celebrate the crime, teaching us the, teaching us the laughter, the, another lesson of mankind. I raised my hand. I got another question. If I start a riot, will I get protection? Because I'm a kid who's got a lot of problems. And if I throw a brick, maybe the brick will go and solve them. Like, come on, bro. That's an angsty, angsty song right here, bro. Yeah, this song for me was one of the ones you know how you, like we say like time bombs the one that the normies have rancid with. This was the other one for me for like not necessarily the normies but people who are kind of into rock music but didn't really know like punk and stuff but they knew I was into punk. You're like who do you like? You like rancid? And this was always the song they would bring up. Like it was that it was it had that much circulation. Really? I think was, yeah, and I think it was the Beavis and Butthead thing more than than anything else. But it pissed me off because I knew of it but I didn't know where the hell to ever find it to go back to your other thing because it's not on. It's like wasn't released anywhere other than I believe the punk aroma and beavis and butthead yeah so it's it's just not there and at back in the day i'm such a cool little punk rocker with all my my full complete rancid collection and i don't know where the hell this song is that everyone is telling me is the cool rancid song it really drove me so, nuts back then i have that same thing going on where i'm like the cool guy that's got all the collection of stuff and i gotta be a completist but so this is where i started buying like seven inch records because mm-hmm. i wanted all the b-sides Everything, dude like yeah. I wanted all that shit in it. I, I want to write the first time I ever owned it. I think was on a seven inch. Let me look, dude. Hold on. Let me let me finish these lyrics a little bit because they go back and forth. It goes Tim, and then it goes Lars, and then I think it goes Tim again. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So the first verse is Tim, and then Lars comes up on the second verse and says, uh, "I'm boiling up. City's on heat. Red alert. Tension. You know it's on the street." 
Code Blue, City of the Dead, Sirens in the Night with the Lights Bloody Red. Bro, it's so catchy, dude. Uh, see how they do this? Hell yeah. <laughs> see how we ride? Throw a brick, light the fuse, dodge a bullet, duck inside. Bro, I, I don't... I, I I wish I could write stuff like this. Uh, it's st- it's a statistic hammered on my brain, branded with another another branded with a number another pawn in the game. Good grief! Uh, yeah, dude. In front of me, the misery, crying in line and dying, burning debris. My face is burning oh so quick, like a candle at the end of its wick. Well, I turn the dial, I turn the channel, I turn into a monster fighting the eternal battle. I need some help, and there's no doubt if I'm going to go down, I'm going to take somebody out. Like, I just... And when I was a kid, when this came out, there was not much stuff that was cooler than this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were a kid thinking, I want to riot. I'm riding my bike down the street, and like, fuck yeah, bro. I would, I would fuck some shit up, bro. Thinking, like, you know, I was not a tough kid, bro. I would have got my ass kicked in a riot. Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you live vicariously <laughs> through these stories, and you live through these lyrics and you get this energy like this boost from these lyrics at least i did you know what i'm saying so why do you think i like this music so much bro well and rancid doesn't have a lot of straight up rebellion songs like this that are just very like correct like like, like you have to like we, we've talked about in this episode you have to like rancid's a thinking man's kind of punk band in a lot of ways with their lyrics and stuff there's not a lot of songs like i want to riot that are just fun they're that, that are the throw the rock at the window kind of punk songs that we come to know and love from like a pennywise there's just a lot less of that so it kind of sticks out when they do have a song like that did i did i say that we got to the top three just before this song yeah this is number, number two, two. It's number two. Oh, okay. So yeah, we, number three. Number three was Liberty and Freedom. Oh, we missed Liberty and Freedom. I yeah, we missed number. We missed number three. Well, so the, number three, the Injustice. My apologies, folks. Is a very important song. I can't. I, I was like, wait a minute. I did I talk about this? Mm-hmm. So number three. So my apologies. Number two is I want to riot. That if I tell you number three is Liberty and Freedom, then that probably tells you what number one is too. But we'll get to that in a minute. Liberty and Freedom is off of I believe Life Will Wait. Right? No, no, no. Dominoes. No. Dominoes. 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 Yeah. Bro. Liberty and Freedom is a song off of Let the Dominoes Fall. Let's see yeah. here. I hear your voice. Yep. That's a great Let's song. <laughs> we stayed upon it. Let's see here. I'm just double checking my lyrical stuff. That's why I'm pulling this stuff up now because I don't remember them. I just don't want to misremember them. Okay, yeah. So it's a song that a lot of times, like when I first heard this song, I didn't care about it. Like I was like, all right, that's cool. I get it. It's kind of nice. And the longer I'm alive and the more I listen to this song, the more it's it's important to me and the, the heavier it feels. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So this, this album is very underrated, by the way, Domino's. Like I've I've stood on that, bro. When we did our rankings, this, Domino's was the one I liked it better than Indestructible. I had I had it on I had it ex- exceptionally high on my list I did three years ago too, and I want to do a new list, and I don't think that's gonna change. Like every time I go back through it, it holds up. Like going through this list. Underrated Scott album in general, I think by them is Domino's. We think of Domino's again as the the leftovers kind of from Indestructible a little bit. Like, it's kind of, I kind like of, it feels like Indestructible, but it's a lot of Scott on on Domino's a lot. I like Boom Shaka Laka 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 Yeah, it's good. I love it, bro. Dan Brampton is wrong. I love that song, dude. It's and so good. You got the two discs like I did, and I had the acoustic version and, and this one, which I believe dude, they were like freedom was the, on both of them. Yeah. They were some of the first people to do that, actually. Mm, the, the double disc with the acoustic yeah. versions and such. 
I thought that was badass. So let me pull up these lyrics a little bit real quick. Um, okay, so I'm going to read the lyrics off because, well, this is why these songs are so important. Mm. Most of it's because the back half was like, oh, it's just a dancey good song, happens to have good lyrics. But the front half of this list has been like really important songs lyrically to me. Uh, out in the open, they ain't going to hide. Police state upon us, prepare to collide. They're going to keep you down, step on your neck, can't new, move no more. The weapon of their choosing is censorship and war. Oof, it's so it's so relevant right now, dude. Mm. It's relevant now. Uh, and I can see the lineup now. Everyone is just partisan. You see one side, one side claims victory, but it's just a zero sum. Liberty and freedom, in quotations, spray painted on the wall, verbalized explosion. We will come back someday. Bro, I'll cry listening to this song. Straight I up. love on, the, on that. We will come back to the way it's almost like a gospel verse, the way they throw it into the way everyone starts singing it. Back we um, Yeah. And then it goes into that more sky part. It was a surfy it's a little lead at that part, bro. It's so good. Well, it's funny too. The album came out in 09. And it's funny because we think we think a lot of like 04 American Idiot kind of Bush era stuff. This is the end of the Bush era. This is great recession music. Which is what, which yes. is what life on so or, or excuse me, dominoes. So a lot of the mutant, a lot of the punk in general that came out of the late two thousands. It's like economic inequality and that sort of stuff that was kind of at the forefront. And there's a lot of that on dominoes in general, and sort of this like loss of faith in the institution in general. Like that whole idea really, I think, codified in the Bush time, and now we're just fully like we don't believe or trust anyone. But that's sort of where that idea really is germinating, and Rancid completely like grabbed onto that um, with dominoes. I yeah, I got lost in the thought. My apologies. I was listening, but I didn't grab everything that you said. But I, what I remember that you said, I think I pretty much agree with. No, I was listening, but I wasn't. How do you say it? I was like, I was hearing it, but I wasn't listening. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. I something popped in my head that I'm dealing with from earlier today, and it just I was like, oh, I should explain it like this. Like, for actually, you said something that jogged, like sparked a, an idea that I'm gonna mm -hmm. absolutely use because, man. I hate it when I'm when I'm not having a fantastic day with my wife, dude. If it's not a perfect day with her, I'm pissed because she's my best friend, man. And I'm doing the best I can. So, like, I don't think I did anything wrong. I'm just saying, like, it's fucking annoying. Anyhow, all right, let's talk about number one because it has something to do with my wife as well. Uh, my favorite song of all time right now, like, just period, it's been this way for quite some time, has been The Journey uh, at East Bay. I love that song. It's it's my favorite. I think it's the best ransom song that exists. It tells you a story. It's it's very important. That's a very important song. Mm -hmm. But until about I don't know five years ago, maybe that wasn't my favorite song. It was my second favorite song. My favorite song was "Old Friend." You really can't beat the lyrics, dude. I mean, come on, dude. It says, mm -hmm. "Good morning, heartache. You're like an old friend. Come to see me again." I, I still might get that tattooed on me, but at the at risking becoming very, very, very cheesy and corny right now, that song was not as important to me about halfway through my relationship with my wife. It just stopped. I just realized one day that that song was no longer doing the things for me that it used to do. Mm. I was in unstable relationships. I was unhappy all the time. I was high a lot. So I was coming down a lot. Good morning, heartache. You're like an old friend coming to see me again. It's a perfect song to listen to when you're, you know, detoxing. So, um, but I still think this is a top three rancid song. Probably it's it's so good. 
Okay, I'll explain more about the lyrics and such in just a minute. I want to know what you think about this song. How do you feel about Old Friend? Uh, well, I only put it number one on my list, so we are completely and one hundred percent aligned right there. It is it's, as it, it's one of the classic rants. It's like it's it's not just one of the great rants. It's got songs. It's one of the great rants. This is specifically what I was saying. The tiebreaker song, like this song, is what rants it has that the other bands don't. It is you know Facts. We we're far from home, but you know we were gonna be all right. Like just rancid only rancid could really communicate that on that yep. level and, ma and make it resonate too i i really love there's the uh there's the version on the hellcat dvd that they do and so it's just a it's a live version it's just a little more stripped down because it's live and you can just hear the you can actually understand the lyrics a little bit more <laughs> being that it's that kind of live setting and tim and lars are doing a lot of it back and forth which they do in the song too where both yeah. both of them go through the whole lyrical thing it actually contrasts it on there it's a beautiful song uh lyrically too yeah. it, it, it it hits you like you're saying um, bro it's when you're yeah. out on the snow yeah I mean, that's it's just sad rancid's a sad band like that's why i have that thumbnail this is sad like rancid is a very they're they're dark and depressing and that kind of like and it's because they're good at what they do they resonate in their lyrics and they get to you even if even if you're not relating to that specific lyrics they you, i can watch a movie that i might not relate to the characters necessarily but like damn that was sad like i feel right. something or that was sad and now i feel something about this in my own life that maybe isn't related to that but it, it made me feel something maybe prey upon this emotion and that emotion of it's all the rancid things are in this it's that loneliness and it's that we were far from home but we know we were going to be all right also that's in every rancid song too that sort of uplifting slight thing at the end there it's it's just a great song they are very optimistic mm -hmm. they are i would say i wouldn't say sad they're just realistic kind of and they talk about things that a lot of people aren't really prepared to talk about but I'm going to go again and I'm going to read some more lyrics. I'm sorry if this is bothering people. I don't mean to, but this is kind of the point it's of this important. list. important. Yeah, it's important. Uh, good morning, heartache. You're like an old friend. Come, in, come and see me again. Uh, I look up. You're in Cleveland again. A solid line that never ends. I got stories that you'll never believe, and I know it. I wear, I wear it on my sleeve. There must have been something about you that I liked, but right here in the rain, you know, it just don't seem right. I always go out. I never hide, but in Cleveland, I should have stayed inside. Like, Bro, what are we doing here? You want me to cry on this damn show? Uh, and then it says, this is the part that I like the best. Testify my love for you, and I know it runs deep through your body too. From the cold black top to the hot the concrete, hot concrete, the, way the old tan yep. band, it ain't so sweet. Bro, I don't think he's talking about a girl. I think he's talking about the road. Well, it's, it's both, right? That's what the song is. Oh, is it maybe? Uh, well, oh, I, I think. What, maybe. Well, I, I think that's the point of the song. Is like, like I'm in Cleveland again. Like, I think it's. I think well, it's just. On, a, let me finish it here. Let me finish these lyrics. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll see. Because I don't know. I never really thought about it to be honest. Because uh, it just resonated with me, so I just took, took it. it yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, so it says somewhere in America, though they ain't see at night. We were far from home, but you know it's gonna be all right. The unfortunate get preyed on by vultures' eyes. They're the sixth sense in the pockets of mine. There's the sixth sense. Good grief, dude. I've done it again. They're the sixth sense in the pockets of mine. And if you can take my money, you can take my time, but you can't take my heart. It's in the city behind. Damn, it might be about a woman too. Shit. I, I don't even the, know. I, th I think it's about like, it's no different than in, in theory, like a Ruby Soho or Black Derby Jacket when it's that sort of the relationships that and they, how they suffer for that's why i've always picked the song in like a literal i don't i've always assumed it was kind of metaphorical too because it does okay. sound so deep so and i and right. it could be, and again it, sometimes we put all of this meaning on these songs and you hear a guy talking about it like oh yeah i watched a movie last night and that gave an idea for the song and that hey, happens too. hey 
But the, after the artist makes the art, it is no longer theirs. It is ours to interpret how right. we want. So and we, you and I literally are building our empires off of that concept. So it is what it is. One hundred percent, sir. So let me run through this list real quick, and we'll close the show. Yeah, uh, this is fun. This is fun. Number ten. Oh, dude, I had a blast, man. The ten, the top ten rancid ska songs go like this. Number ten, wrongful suspicion. Number nine, everybody's suffering. Number eight, Brixton. Number seven, evil is my friend. Number six, up to no good. Top five is a banger after banger list. Uh, Time Bomb at number five. Four is Dally City Train. Three is Liberty and Freedom. Two is I Want to Riot. And one is Old Friend. Dude, that is the top ten rants of Scott Punk songs. Scott songs, whatever you want to call it. So, oh, yeah, bro. I had a lot of fun listening to this. Ten, ten great rants and songs. Uh, right. As a whole. Like, what, what a band. What a band that we can do. Like a bunch of, we could do a lot of these different subcategories almost within yes. Rancid as a whole. We could do top 10 Lars songs, Tim songs, punk songs. I was going to say, we should do something like that. Top five, even though, if we, if we, even if we want, let's make it a little more difficult. Top five Lars, not, not this week necessarily, just in general. But I am going to do a, a, a video, uh, which song was bigger, Fall Back Down or Time yeah, Bob? Yeah, that's analysis. I, yeah. I feel like if I go... I think it's a tale of two eras because I think if you look at like Spotify, you're going to see that fall back down has got far more listens. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel yeah, like it is. I would, I would assume that just in general, because again, the person that's on Spotify would have been more, even though we're talking the scales a little bit more of likely to been influenced by MTV in 2003 than MTV in 1994. Right. Just by, just by map in general. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by that. Just as uh, as, as something I never thought, like I'd even have to like, and that's why it's fascinating because I never even thought about it as like a question. And then it, now I hear it, it's like, huh? Because it's it's that thing of tra- challenging your first assumption, right? You have that assumption, right. like, oh, that might not be right. Just this thing I think of as as truth, and so we do this, right? We're seeking knowledge sometimes, right? Understanding, learning. We do a ton of learning it's- on this show. I feel like we do a great job of educating not only the viewer but ourselves. At least mm-hmm. I do. I look, dude. Here's how I here's how I ingest music. I listen to it. I dance around and I and I listen to it. Mm-hmm. I don't dig through the lyrics very often. I'm not that kind of person. I don't do it with movies either. I don't dig through the surface and try to go, oh, how they make this shot happen and all that stuff. No, was it cool? Did I entertain me? Then it did. Okay, good. And then every so often, the lyrics will grab me and I'll go, oh, I like this chunk. Some guy was giving me shit in the comments for not knowing that Sadie was about the Manson murders, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like it is what I don't I don't care that it's about that. I just like the song. It was a nice song. When you said that I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. Cool." And then once you said it, I know it. Now I know it. It the song makes a little more sense, but I I didn't matter whether it didn't make any difference and, to me. And that's why there's two of us on this podcast, people. That way we can color in some of these lines for each other. And that's why we that's, do this. I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah. literally that's exactly why we're a great duo is because we are different and we're alike. And uh, because I, I look at songs the complete like I look at old media and that's like I'm like that's what I yeah do. you do kind of what that's kind of what I do is like is like kind of the how it's made for everything but that that is yeah. my style and that's what I bring to the table so we combine that and we usually get a pretty good show out of it by I think combining those two perspectives uh, that, to me that is really what the fan is it's probably most fans are probably I think you and I are kind of two extremes of that yeah and most people probably are kind of in the, they care a little bit about what's about yeah. not as much as I do and they, they love that feeling but maybe they want to know a little bit more and I think hopefully we can provide that yeah and I mean I learned a lot talking to you which I appreciate I think that 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 this channel and this podcast can be very very big one day I I don't I just that's what I believe in my heart and I mm-hmm. I uh and I, and I and I say that like humbly and with appreciation um yeah. 
I think that this is a community that we're going to, that we're growing. And, uh, but yeah, man, like I, I just don't understand why people feel the need to go in, like degrade me about like my, how I enjoyed a piece of art. Like, I, I just don't get it, man. Like, and if you want to come in and do that, and you want to gatekeep a song and see, make yourself look like you're cooler than me, bro, go for it. I don't care, but you're watching my channel. Don't forget that. Like you're a fan of my channel. You're watching my podcast with my friend. That, that's what I was saying. I was like, you know what? I can tell him his takes are bad. You know why? Because I can get on this microphone with him and actually do it. That's why. You know what I'm saying? And I have all the respect in the world for you. So if you don't like something I'm saying or you disagree, whether it's not really not a like. It's yeah, like it's, yeah. It's usually just like a, we're usually like, no, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. But at the end of the, at the end of the sentence, we're usually laughing. Like it's not really. Well, no, we tend to make the same point too. We just have very loud. Oh, dude, we do that a lot. <laughs> we say the same shit different ways and then go, oh, never mind. My bad. Or I do that a lot. I'm always like, oh shit, never mind. But like, <laughs> you know, some dude was pissed about uh, the unseen video that I chopped a little clip out of the Hellcat thing. And he's like, you said all this about the unseen when a global threat was right there. And I'm like, you're trying to tell me that a global threat was bigger than the unseen. Yeah, it's like, stupid. what are you trying to say, bro? Do I like a global threat? And do I really appreciate their music? Yeah, the, uh, quite a bit, actually. They're not as good as the unseen. I'm sorry. They just aren't. And, you know, some of that can be proven just by the fact of who got bigger. And then one guy was like, oh, dude, they just stole the exploited stuff with the spiky hair and all this stuff. And he mentioned the exploited in two comments on that same video, right? And I was like, oh, giant exploited fan, are we? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what you didn't get was that this is talking about Hellcat. Like, yeah. I wasn't talking about the 80s. I was talking about Hellcat. And I chopped that out and put this little piece in. But if you go back to the thing that's linked here you'll see the whole video and see we're talking about hellcat so it is important to hellcat but like dude, people get so angry over the weirdest stuff on here it's whatever though they're usually pretty nice about it even when they're being a turd but like i'm making this video bro and i think you're gonna be proud of me man because i'm working hard i've got probably three typed pages of a script yes. yeah and I'm, I'm doing i'm gonna edit it i'm putting in some music and mm -hmm. uh this is going to be a big, big, big video. So, but it's called the 1990s, the decade street punk broke. That's that one, what I'm titling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I wanted that video just really for the info. Too, Bro. But I wanted, I'm almost, I'm, I'm basically done writing it. I'm going to film it probably tomorrow night and I'm going to have it drop before the end of the year. That is so cool. Yeah. And it's got 15 bands that I'm showcasing and I'm going to put a little tidbit of music from each one. Hmm. Yeah, like a little, just a little clip, but I'm going to no, do that, and I'm going to link all their Spotify, and I'm going to make a little playlist, a, spot, a street punk playlist. Uh, even going to have some of the older stuff before the decade and some stuff post. Um, but I talked to Justin from The Havoc yesterday, so that's dropping on Friday. Bro, I'm telling you, my channel is doing well, and I'm so happy, and I'm grateful for your uh, help and your everything that you do for me, Rob. It's, it's never going to be forgotten, man. So if for some reason, I take off. Boy, I tell you, reach up and grab a hold of my hand because I'm going to be reaching it out. And oh, I'm be riding your coattails you. all kinds. Yeah. Dude, anything I can ever do for you, bro, you don't ever have to hesitate, man. You can just ask. And that goes mm -hmm. for everybody on the channel, man. If you're talking to me and you're on my live streams and you're watching my videos and you're commenting, even if you disagree, bro, this is a community. We can disagree and still be friends. I, I got your back, man. The world's a deep, dark, ugly fucking place, man. And sometimes you just need somebody you don't really know that well to stand up and go, no, 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 bro. Hey. I got this. And sometimes that's all you need. Or somebody to go, what was that? Fuck, bro, I'm sorry. Like, that's all you need. So sometimes just, just think about it. 
Uh, and, and, and if you, if you, maybe you could do that for somebody else. Just, uh, mm -hmm. I try to stay positive, man. Life gets me down too. Sometimes I'm certainly not, uh, indestructible. So and that was no pun intended. But, and I know <laughs> Bro, how many songs they got like that? They got last one to die indestructible. They got, uh, Live Forever, which is like one of my favorite songs now. Yeah, apparently you can't kill Rancid. They're the fucking cockroaches of punk rock, is what they're trying Bro, to say. Dude, in all sincerity, man, like they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, they go all the way back to the 80s and they're still around today. Like they are kind of that. Yo, what do you, uh, how do you feel about, do you have enough in the top of your head to be able to come up with a top 10 Green Day songs for you? Yes, yes, yes. Because I am. Let's go. I'm working on some Green Day stuff for my channel, so that's just that's just double dipping. I've got some time to listen to some shit because I'm gonna be at work a lot over the next I, like five I'm in six a, days. I'm in an overrating of Green Day mode, like I am a blink right now. So this is the time to do that. So awesome. Yeah. So what next next Tuesday you said or Wednesday? Yeah, Tuesday and then uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. But because time might be early because I don't necessarily have to work. Like I well, I'm off all day, so you let me know what time and I'm good. Yeah, it'll really time. Be just Anytime based past on like five p.m., I'm good. Okay, yeah, it'll just be based yeah. on the, the family obligations and what's going on, but I won't know that yeah. until a little bit closer, but that day cool. at cool. some point for sure, yeah. Well, then we'll do top 10 Green Day songs, and we'll start a whole bunch of shit with people because they're yeah, not going to like my list at all. Green Day gets people clicking, watching, and talking, so. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, look, dude, if I didn't like Green Day and didn't really think that this new album's going to be something special, I, I wouldn't do this because mm. I don't care about, like, clout. I just want to do punk rock content, and... uh you know, there's a reason why I don't cover. Uh, there's a handful of artists that I don't talk about, and it's not out of disrespect. It's out of the fact that it is actually it's out of respect that I don't I don't need the clout. I, I just want to make the content. The clout comes uh, organically, then cool. I will accept it graciously and and and, and be uh, excited about it. But I don't I don't hunt for it, and I, I just feel like that that's actually probably one of the main reasons why I'm having the little bit of success that I'm having, I'm not having mm -hmm. a lot. Let's not be silly here, but the channel's growing and I'm happy and proud of it. So I think that that's probably because I'm being sincere with everything I'm doing. And, you know, like I hate to bring him up again, but Dan Frampton, I, I got a question <laughs> about him. Am I tripping or does like every single thing that that guy does? It's not serious. He's joking. He's being, he's trolling. Does he take anything seriously ever? Like, well, I, I, I think that's kind of the, the character of his, this channel kind of is that yeah. what it is i, I think so it, I've, I've only ever i because I, I used to like subscribe to him back in the day and he would just do like these videos at hardcore shows kind of it was kind of sort of just a generic kind of channel that i think was trying to be more of like a live kind of like what you used to do a little bit with getting the the footage and stuff and then uh, i'm still doing it i just haven't been to a show in a while he did uh i forget what video he was that he did that people really like watch it was in that sort of style Okay. Um, and it kind of, I think he kind of like ran with that and he's created like these little like narratives within it. It's just, it's just not for me. It's just like, it, it's yes, it's punk rock content. It's like, it's, I, it should be, I should be watching it a little bit more because it's probably very specific to the type of, there's a bigger cross section of what he covers and what I would cover. I think him and I are kind of the same age and that same sort of vibe. I just don't have the energy to quite keep up with these internet beasts that he creates and stuff. Like, that's, that's just, okay. So, like, that's what I can do. Yeah. I, like, I just I don't have the energy for that. I watch him and I watch the punk rock NBA, not for any other reason other than strictly for research purposes only. Yeah. And I don't like Finn McKinty very much. I think he's a pompous prick, right? Uh -huh. But, but I have a quite a bit of respect for the guy. His knowledge is vast. Uh, he's got a lot of information and, and, and 
And he's doing the damn thing, bro. He's successful. So I, I got a, a lot the of biggest respect person to ever do what you and I are doing. Like the most successful person to be a punk rock YouTuber. By far. Yes. I don't think he's, a, I, I don't, I think that I'm more of a punk rock YouTuber than he is at this point. But I think the other guy, uh, punk rock historian, maybe is his name. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cool he's, dude. He's I've good. I like he's him. Cool dude. Jack Have you, I, yeah. I like him quite a bit. I would like to collab with him at some point, but I think that that's where I'm headed is somewhere in that space where he, what mm -hmm. he's doing. I do genuinely think that if I want and I have the time, I think I can compete with what Finn's doing. I don't, I don't think we're the same, but I think I can compete with it. Mm -hmm. But well, I think you guys are both on different levels in the industry, and that helps a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's what helps. That's what that's what helped him. I think at first having both the knowledge and the connections to be like, hey, come on my show because I know you. Oh, a I'm, bit, get, I'm you getting know. a lot of good guests, man. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, again, humble and like gracious, but I'm stoked. Uh, but what I was going to say actually was that I routinely watch Finn McKinty and I, and I get through his videos mm -hmm. just fine. I don't like him sometimes. And some of the comments he makes, I think he says stuff just simply to get people riled up, but he'll never admit it, but I still can get through his videos. They still are entertaining. He's still knowledgeable. He's good at what he does. His videos are well-made dude. I can't even make it through a Frampton video, bro. Like I've, and I, I watched one earlier today. And I got about 45 seconds in and was like, I'm out, dude. I, I can't do it. Yeah, I just don't have the, like, it, it reminds me more of the content, like, my kids watch. Like, it's that, again, I'm not yeah. sure he's super critical of the guy because, like, he's he's also doing something and creating a thing and, and, and whatever. I'm not trying to be mean, dude. Like, I'm really Yeah, not. yeah, I'm not either. And I'm like, I, but I specifically, like, like, I, and it's maybe me trying to sell myself or like what I like to do because myself, I think it's almost, even though it's the same subject matter, it's much closer to, Finn McKenty or to Jack Miller specifically. I think him and I yeah. are very similar in the way we kind of approach. He specifically goes on historians and I try to be more, I think context of the, but it's the same sort of thing where that is just, I don't, I don't even mean this as me because we need this kind of content, but it's like not low IQ. That's a mean way to say it, but that's kind of what I mean. It's like low well, IQ. No, like, but it is, it is like, trolly. it's not it's dumb like, content, but it is. Yeah. It's just super trolly and low brow. It's, it's, it's low hanging fruit, man. It's like, it's, it's like a commercial. It's, I, I would, it's like something I would watch on the internet in between something I actually right? watch. Dude, it's, it's like it's like he does clickbaity stuff, and he. I don't think he has, like, I don't feel like he cares about his channel like the way I care about mine. And I might be wrong, and I would love yeah. for him to see this and then tell me, "Hey, let's talk." I would love to talk to Dan Frampton and get pick his brain a little bit because if I'm wrong, first off, I would like to know that, mm -hmm. and second, I would like to know that I'm wrong so that I could then support his channel because I, I i would like to be a supporter i still subscribe to him i still subscribe to finn i whether we get along or not we are a part of the same community i want mm -hmm. to be a supporter i'm not a hater so much as i am just like a kind of whatever like i just don't get it maybe i'm not supposed to maybe i'm not cool enough i'm certainly not young enough but like I, like you said I it's like it's like yeah, but it's weird because it's subject matter that's very old guy stuff. That's why we are yeah. involved. But it, it does remind me a lot of like the videos like my daughter watches where it's like my head can't keep like I'm too old that my head just can't can't like what the hell is it that you're even like focused on? And that's kind of how his content is for me. Like it's too ADD for me to watch it to be honest with you. It's kind of how I look at it, or not enough ADD, I don't know. But it's like it doesn't quite it just that doesn't that's just not for me. Like and that's kind of well, it's funny because I look at it as kind of a a dig. But he might look at it as a net positive. But I do think his content is the stuff that my ten-year-old and nine-year-old would watch. It is not really for me, and because like I don't know, man. Like he, he makes a video about Tim Armstrong being like lame or a poser or something, and I'm just like, I, I like what? 
I don't know, man. And I don't even care anybody. You can do make about anybody, but I just don't understand. Like shit. Let me go look at his videos real quick. I, I, well, I actually there is something that feels a little bit mean spirited about it. Sometimes I think like even the stuff he did with Finn, where it's like the, his criticisms of Finn, I thought were kind of valid. But it's like I still thought the video was fucked up that he made. Like I, I don't even know okay. why I thought that, but I just did. Like that one specifically, I thought he like I don't like the way Finn react. Like it was again, I don't like when people get into. I don't know why people get into internet beef. It's the dumbest thing, and people make content about it and all that. Like it's. And that's what you, after a while, that's kind of what you're doing is making content. You know what I mean? I kind of dig that a little bit. I don't mind that because I have no problem. If he wants to get on here and talk some shit about me, I got no problem going back and forth with the guy. But, um, but I don't like it as content, as general content, as like, yeah, that's what I'm going to watch is this guy's response to this necessary. Like, sometimes guys have to do that. Like, if someone calls you out or says something, like, you got to do that. I get that. But when that's like, the, like, he did a whole like arc on Fit McKendie as like a storyline for like a month. Okay. I didn't care about that. Like that, that's where he had, he had kind of lost. But I think looking back, him and I actually had the same big first video because people accused me of copying him on the, uh, really? of, no, of it was, I think it was on the blink when 82 doesn't get along with rancid or whatever, or blink when 82 doesn't get along. No effects, which is my biggest video. Also, I think we both made videos at the same time and that subject matter was popping on YouTube at the time. So we both got a little bit of, uh, interesting, of but I think that was actually his first, is he made and he made that video kind of, kind of fun because, the, cause like I did, like I clickbaited the hell out of that video. That that was really not what that was about, but people were interested in it. I mean, I you're supposed he, to. He took that and and again started creating these little uh things off of it that obviously people well, watch. Like, so like it's like my my okay, one of my main issues. I got two issues with what he does, and man, it's kind of weird that we're talking about him, but whatever. Yeah, we've like, spent a lot of time. <laughs> well, I mean, but dude, like everybody that watches my channel probably watches his. Mm. Well, YouTube so, tells again, you probably, yeah. I don't mean to be like I, I don't I don't know him personally. I would imagine he's probably pretty different in person. Like, no, boy, if that's how he acts in real life, I don't have any desire. No, yeah, a, per, a person like that couldn't even like get along in society. I don't think if, yeah. like that's who you were all the time. Like, no. But it's like I I hate that whenever I. Okay, first off, I hate how he introduces himself. I hate the whole gatekeeper gimmick. I I, I hate it. It's stupid because it, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems stupid i don't know it just irritates me even though i behave like one sometimes i don't get up every video i was gonna say biggest gatekeeper on punk rock in the whole world i mean behave like it sometimes we just know it after watching your your video facts (laughs) so uh but like his one of his videos that he made says fat mike is holding this band back and i believe it's that band from australia right but i don't know that that's what it's about and I don't like that his videos are very misleading. Like, I don't really know what he's talking about by the thumb, thumbnail and title, well, which is supposed to be what you're doing is letting people know what your video's about. I feel like it's just a waste of time watching his videos. Well, he called Finn McKinney a red-pilled, like, pedophile in his thumbnail. Like, that's what I'm saying. Wait, like, did he really? Yes, that's why I thought, No like, fucking way. Like, and it really wasn't the content of the video, but it was kind of a nut. Like, to me... There is a certain amount of ethics in thumbnail making and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you have yeah. to make a little bit, but oh my god, he did. Yeah, and like he brought it. And again, I don't think that's and so so Finn reported him for like a copyright infringement or something like that, which was kind of like I didn't really like that Finn did that oh, either. What? Yeah, so like both. I was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't care about any of this. Was kind of my, I I I, I kind of I didn't like that Finn did that either. Now, to be fair, he mostly called out also finn's wife too in those videos so <laughs> also okay, i kind of want to watch you stuff. yes if that's the case you know what i mean like and finn's wife doesn't seem like i don't necessarily want to hang with her either but 
No, I don't. She, I, neither I, of them look like people I want to be around. I just like again. I just don't feel like wasting that much energy when I make these. Where these people are making multiple videos and finally clean. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you guys? You honestly, dude, YouTubers. Like, what are you even doing at that point? Okay, honestly, you and I feel a little different about this because if I thought that I could get a hundred thousand views and make a little money off of that, I'm I'm down all day, all day. Mm. But that's because I'm literally trying to make a career out of this right now. Like, I'm mm. not. It's not like a Oh, I might one day. No, 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 no. I spend a lot of time and I'm genuinely interested in creating a very big community. Now mm. I would like it to be a little more serious than that. I really enjoy this stuff. Yeah. But but I but I would do that if I thought it, you know, I, oh, damn it. I say that and then as I'm thinking about it, maybe I wouldn't, dude. Because it would take a lot of the fun. But uh okay. Moving on to Finn McKinty real quick. I hate that guy's fucking thumbnails, dude. With his fucking ugly ass fucking hands, dude. Like, like I just Yeah, I don't have much else to say about that, but yeah, uh, I do. I cannot believe that he put red pilled groomer on there. I, I, yeah, like to me, to me, that was like that's almost like libelous. Like that, that's like borderline on that. You know what I mean? When you're the way you're you're doing, bro. That, like if that. somebody called me a red pilled groomer in their thumbnail, first off, whatever, I guess. But like, if I if I said, hey man, what's up, dude? Like, why are you doing that? And then they continued to run their mouth. I have no problem getting them a plane ticket to fly down here. Like yeah, we, like we like, can handle that shit like grown men, dude. I'm sorry. Again, like that's why it's like because there was some he made some criticisms of of Finn that I thought were like valid in the video, but it's like when you start with that premise, I I understand the clickbait thing as well as anyone, but that that to me, if you're and then after the fact when Finn came after him, he claimed it was just content, and it was yeah, like, no, you're kind of crossing a line though. That's like, it. You can tell that that's what he's doing just by the reading of the titles. Finn can't take a joke. Look, I don't want to back up Finn McKenzie here, but like. Bro, man, like, okay, yeah. I don't like him because I think he's kind of pompous. I don't, I, I don't know him like that. I'm not going to mm. call him that. I, don't, I think it's kind of, kind of, but it's that's that's the way that young people behave, though. This generation, that's how they act. They just say wild shit, and you're supposed to just be able to take a joke, man. Look at all these prank YouTubers that go out and just fucking bother people, and they get mad when people react. <laughs> you saw that one dude got shot in the stomach at the mall for doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, bro. Now, okay. <laughs> We're fixing to get out of here, folks. But before I go, if you've made it this far in the video, uh, if you're Thank Dan you. Frampton, hey, Dan, what's up, man? Uh, hit me up if you want to collab. Same. If you're Finn McKinty, hey, Finn, hit me up if you want to collab. Same. Uh, I don't have no issues with them dudes other than, like, topical shit. Like, I do believe that they're both pretty knowledgeable. Uh, I think they're both good at what they do. So there is a little bit of respect there. Um, but I think our – I think – I think Finn and I have very similar personalities when you skip below the surface. And that's what I probably don't like about him is that he reminds me of me. Probably you guys, you guys could be like friends. I see. I assume like you guys are like the hip hop punk rock guys. Like you guys are exactly those same guys and similar yeah. age. I think similar background, like family history, like all that stuff. You guys remind me that's of each true. Other a lot. Yeah. I've had a couple of interactions with him and they were actually fairly pleasant. Like <laughs> I don't think he's a bad dude. Yeah, he's uh, always been cool to me every time I've kind of chatted with him. Very limited, I do but. think that, all of us have this personality on the channel. And I, I, I do think that I might be the most transparent where I'm just pretty, I mean, you met me and hung out with me. In real I was, was going to say that's none of what you do on the channel is an act though, for like for better or no, worse. I, like, like it's not an act. Like that's who you are. Yeah. Right. I was thinking I was just trying to give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt <laughs> kind of thing, but like, you know, uh, but I was going to very much state that like, I, I am the most transparent. I, I try to just be me all the time. 
And, you know, I have feelings. I get sensitive sometimes. I fucking don't like it when people talk shit to me for some t- sometimes. I'm a human being, man. It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm way more manicured online than I am like in person as well. Like in, in my real life, like I keep my, my online persona to the extent that it exists is way more like almost the opposite, way more buttoned up and stuff than it would. Than yeah. The real me is way more of the volume turned up and stuff, you know, than you know, what's funny is I, I actually, here. I actually agree with that. I, I did hang out with you enough to, to know that that's probably accurate that, that you're mm. more, you let, you let your hair down when you're, when you're cameras off. yeah yeah and part uh, of that's my, my regular job too i kind of have to do that yeah bit. yeah that's so why i couldn't do that kind of job i have no desire to have to like monitor my online presence <laughs> to ever be inauthentic an and that, but that's what people like about you is like you're always kind of you all the time right like that's yeah. what i like about you it's you know it's it's also what some people don't like about me but hey whatever man double at least you're consistent yeah facts bro man thank you everybody for hanging out with us for this long ass droning episode that was supposed <laughs> to be a short ass episode uh that was the we'll be doing some Green Day uh, content. Maybe maybe Finn and Dan will see this and want to talk. I genuinely would like to have them on the show at some point. I think that'd be kind of cool. Whether we get along or not, who gives a shit? It'd just be kind of fun. Uh, their channels are way bigger than mine, so they probably have no desire to do that. But, um, yeah. I don't know. People are like, you living room free in your head. Yeah, maybe in a little spot in the back somewhere. But He's not the only one. Nothing significant, <laughs> man. I don't share, share that with a bunch of others. Dude, I don't understand how people don't understand that once I'm off the show, I'm no longer thinking about what we were talking about. Like, I'm like, man, this fucking guy, as soon as I turn off, I'm like, man, I'm hungry, dude. Hey, babe, what's your day going like? Hey, kids, what are y'all doing? I don't give it. Like, once this is off, I don't. I might think about the list I'm fixing to make. But other than that, I'm not sitting around thinking about Finn McKinty and Dan Frampton. Unless I'm in the shower. That's that's what I like to think about them. Let's go. And on that note, folks, see you next time. (laughs)